sense. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's a Bobak. Angel's got a... What? A Bobak. A, a little Bigfoot. Okay, so uh, this is basically... It, it's sometimes thought to be a subspecies of goblin. Uh, it's... A type of brownie. which is a scientifically accepted species. Uh, Before science was of really, course. you know, a thing. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Science. No, this this goes back to ancient Welsh and British folklore and Scottish folklore. Uh, I guess traditionally the bobak was known as a friendly goblin. Uh, so much so that there was even a set etiquette in dealing with it uh, uh, with these creatures. So uh, basically, they were known to be. Friendly household, they would they, they would help out around the house. Uh, really, they had a pension for milkmaids, especially. Oh, uh, oh wow! So uh, they like would monsters, do little, uh, little, little robots running around and doing their stuff. Almost like a yeah, like a little Roomba, a little, like little hairy Roomba. Roomba, like a little hairy three foot tall Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feelings. Oh yeah, milkmaid, like churning butter. Exactly. Basically, in dealing with these things, uh, huh. an offering was traditionally made in exchange for whatever it would do for you, usually a glass of milk and oats or a bowl of heavy cream. And in reciprocation, the Wubak would perform a variety of household tasks. It would watch after your cattle. It would churn <laughs> cream into the perfect butter. That is that, freaking wow. awesome. Many, many mentions of that. So not slavery. I need like 12 of these. It was also uh, considered responsible for maintaining the pagan lifestyle in a household sometimes. Uh, yeah, I know. So, so much so that, that folks would leave their door jar for them to come in, or some people thought that they would actually reside inside the house, and there were some rooms uh, built that were a little bit smaller, made specifically for the Bobak. They have this, like, perfect creature, and then they have to introduce dogma and say puritanical this, this is religion. Well, you can even see uh, <laughs> instances of the Bobak in modern culture, uh, specifically like with the Harry Potter series, the the house elf, Dobby. Nick, that, that's not real. I've been telling you this for a while. Harry Potter isn't real. Okay, but do you it, know where they got Dobby from? Uh, no. From the Bobak. <laughs> Dobby is actually a common term for the Bobak in Yorkshire before the books ever even came out. I still think that you think Harry Potter is weird. You well, got that is. weird lightning tattoo on your forehead. I do. And I've had a problem with that for a while. You know, I use makeup when I have to go on job interviews. She looks so handsome. I haven't gotten any yet. Because of their proclivity towards towards dairy-based goods, they would tend to be associated with milkmaids. They had a pension for, for hanging out with milkmaids. <laughs> <laughs> don't crazy. we all? Don't we all? Am I right, guys? Am I right? And one would Sounds think like that maybe that these sort of ancient characters of lore would have like been lost over the centuries, uh, and yet, even within the past decade, there have been uh, um, some real life sightings uh, with physical descriptions of the creatures. And you so, don't say. I, I do say. He I just say, did say. I, I did say. I, I say so, him. sir. Thank you. Uh, and so when I'm talking about the appearance of the creature, the Bobak is generally described as being somewhere between three to five feet tall. Uh, generally, most people lean towards the, the bottom end of that scale to being on the smaller side. Uh, and they are covered in a short, curly hair covering their entire body, uh, save for their bald face and their palms and their grossly oversized feet. Okay. Um, even according to the director of the Center for Fortean Zoology, uh, John Downs, there have been multiple corroborated reports of creatures in Devonshire. In fact, in the Churston Woods, over a six-week period during the summer of 1996, there were, quote, 15 separate witnesses reported what? seeing what they could only describe as a green-faced monkey running through the woods. Granted, some of the descriptions were quite vague. <laughs> Most of the witnesses told of seeing a tailless animal around four to five feet tall oh, these with a are flat ones. olive green face that would run through the woods and occasionally would be seen swinging through the trees, end quote. 
But that was in 1996, and so even more recently, in November of 2008, in a suburb of London, Wanstead, in Epping Forest, which is sort of... Uh, they saw the, the Bobak? They saw the Bobak, or a creature similar to the Bobak. Uh, they, so Epping Forest is basically on the northeast outskirts of London. Um, it was, it's been around since the Neolithic era, uh, and I guess it's been called Epping Forest since the 17th century, but even in the 12th century, King Henry III designated that area to be the Royal Forest. Huh. Uh, hmm. So it's a very famous area. There's a Genesis song called The Battle of Epping Forest. Really? Yeah. No, there I, is. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Screw you, Fritz! So the first account, <laughs> reported by Michael Kent, 18, out on a fishing trip with his father and brother in the area of the Hollow Ponds out in Epping Forest, he said that he saw a strange figure that uh, resembled a bear with a, quote, really hairy back. And, <laughs> that uh, was me. I'm sorry. He said it was about four <laughs> feet tall, and he thought that it, it might have been a bear, but it was, it was definitely too small to be human. In fact, he was convinced that it was a bear, and he told his father and brother that, and they both laughed at him, uh, because bears are nowhere in that area. Um, even even park officials have been quoted saying that we don't know what this kid is talking about. You, uh, there are no bears in, in these woods. And then after that, just south of Epping, on the outskirts of the suburbs of London at Love Lane, Woodford Bridge, um, Irene Dainty, she had a brief encounter with a creature, uh, and she said, quote, I had just come out of my flat, and just as I turned the corner, I saw this hairy thing come out of nowhere. I really don't want to see it again. It was about four feet tall and with really big feet and looked straight at me with animal eyes. And then it leaped straight over the room with no trouble at all and went off on the garden of the Three Jolly Wheelers pub. I was so terrified that I went to my neighbor's house and told her what happened. She couldn't believe it and asked me if I had been drinking, but I said, of course I hadn't. It was only about 3 p.m. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> of course she hadn't been drinking. No, of course not. Oh, of course she hadn't. You That's could right. tell. Because she made sure to include that in yeah. her report. Oh. Right. <laughs> of course I haven't been drinking. It's only three. I started drinking at 3.01 p.m. She goes, you've got that in the report, right? Right. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> so then after that, there were maybe just, uh, just a few other sightings. Uh, and they generally disappeared and died down after that. And there really hasn't been one since. Um, but this uh, also going back to, you know, like we said. Times change, technology, sure. no more milkmaids, the box might be just Damn dying it. out in the forest and then nobody really knows what to, what to do with them. Um, uh, but they have also been, it's, it falls, like I said, under the, the category of a goblin, but many people compare them to brownies. But the main difference between a brownie and a bwabak is that the bwabak, and you'll appreciate this man, Daddy, Ooh. hates the clerical people Thank in you. regards to the church. Yeah, and just like D&D. Also hates those who do not drink. Yeah, God. Wow. Horrible yeah. people. They, they frighten and scare me, deep to my core. It's, it's also one of those things, like we're talking, though, how Angela's got this thing churning butter that, uh, so generally they don't like to be spoken directly to by humans. They hate associating with humans, though they might gather in their own groupings. That's so probably one, why Angela's cool as hell with the bah. Right. Because she's got her own little furry, you know, oopaloopas churning butter for her all day. Yeah, we don't talk. There's no conversation. That's why. You guys yeah. are hitting it off. Yeah. The traditional procedure is to then huh. sort of announce to no one around the house what you would like to be done or what problems that you might need a hand with. I don't know, kind of like like a three-year-old would being like, I sure wish I could have a glass of milk right now and not being able to like reach the fridge or something like that. Ah, okay. yeah. Or uh, like, I sure wish somebody would make 500 pounds of butter right now for me. 
<laughs> you have no idea how many times a day I say that. But here's the thing that concerns me, guys, is that if you mistreat a Bobak... Uh, oh, God, no. They can be known to turn into a boggart. Uh, they are okay. offended or mistreated. Or, or And even a variation of this, this word, boggart, would be the boogeyman. Oh, Basically, <laughs> this is just a malevolent spirit that, that causes mischief around the house like makes dogs and animals go lame or oh causes lice to disappear or I know it's a little yeah it make the dog like have a limp what? it's a little messed up yeah. but even on a scale of, 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 of I guess goblins go or boggards go even uh, goblins are like I wouldn't do that man well, Oh, man. That's I'm a goblin, but it's a dog, dude. A house boggart is considered nicer than one that lives in a hole outside or in a marsh. I hate those hole boggarts. Yeah, well, wild boggarts. They were known to abduct free range boggarts. They were known to abduct children. Oh, sometimes oh. they'll they crawl into people's beds at night and put their clammy hands on their faces. Wait a minute, you didn't tell me they had clam for hands. They got clam hands. Oh my they god, they have clams for hands. No, 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 clammy hands. Oh, oh I misheard. Oh, it's oh, so sorry. terrifying the other way. Continue. Could be construed as a handful of clams. Giant clams. Imagine just a clam is like, I turn the butter. It's like, of course, you can't do much with the clam hands. They've been known to just hang off of people's earlobes before. Annoying. Wait, a three-foot-tall hairy thing is hanging off your earlobe just walking around? That's. A, I mean, that makes those gauges look like normal. You know, <laughs> hey, nice gauge. Nice little blogger hanging out through your face. The fix is quite easy. All we would really have to do is put a horseshoe on our front door or put a pile of salt outside of the bedroom, and they, they should leave us alone. That's, that's I do that normally. Way. Yeah, you do? Uh, just in case. It's like a salt lick, you know, because, I mean, you know, after 3 o'clock, I'm usually crawling around in my house in a complete blind rage, and then you just need a little bit of, you know, refreshment.